Don't be spouting spoilers. I hope that this doesn't make it uh, go slower. Yeah. But it I mean, skipped, when I... It skipped a beat there real quick, but I feel like we're back up and running again. It, it does it. It, like, records the blank video when we do it anyways, and I just have to delete it every time. So I don't think this is actually really any, any different... No, but it is different. Speaking. Right, but it is different for us since this is the first time we've done it this way. I know. I thought, uh, I don't know, human connection is an important theme. So, <laughs> very good. Very good. Bring, way to bring the theme right into the beginning. That's what I'm all about, really. Alrighty. I'm going to press. Nope, I can't press play yet. It jumps <laughs> in too soon. <laughs> Get yourself ready. Get yourself positioned. Oh, I don't have a word. Damn. I'm so ill-prepared. That's all right. That's all right. All right. Well, anyways. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 26. Or technically, I guess it'd be like 28. (laughs) Anyways, part... You know, I just realized I messed up. Because I didn't account for the midpoint title card not being in the middle. So I'm going to have to edit everything. (laughs) This little camera work, I think, threw you off. That's fine. But now I got to cut this out, so thanks for that. (laughs) Okay, now we're even. (laughs) Take three. Here we go. (laughs) Anyways, this was going to be part three of four, but it's actually going to be part three of three. Um, this is just going to be one big-ish episode, depending on how fast we go, instead of splitting it into two. So, surprise. So, to start over, this is part three of our coverage of End of Evangelion, episode 26, movie episode 26, titled Sincerely Yours or I Need You. I'm your host, Nick. Allison's here. Always. You know, <laughs> in lurking <laughs> ready to swoop in always somewhere um before we hop into things i'm going to mostly just cover things as they happen in the film um explaining best i can but i don't want to take too much time at any one thing we're going to be taking a leisurely break next week to get resituated and whatnot and I don't know, maybe spend time with friends and family. And let what, and maybe let what we just watched completely sink in. Yeah. Need some rehabilitation. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna need a little downtime. We're gonna need a little downtime. But if we end this episode and you're feeling like we haven't answered all your questions, you're still confused about something, don't worry. When we come back um two weeks from now, we'll be um holding or posting a quote no holds barred episode where we will dive into everything in this world um from the very very beginning to the minute uh details of things um so if you have any questions or we have any questions after this you have a week to email us i don't know if we've ever mentioned our email before I don't know that we have. I, that might be a it might be a good time to mention it. I like to keep it on the DL. <laughs> um, 
But for those of you cool enough, it's fullimpactpodcast at gmail.com. Um, spelled just as it sounds. Uh, don't worry. Um, but yeah. And then uh, when we come back, we'll uh, maybe have some more info about the future of this podcast. But that's for another time. Yeah, and any suggestions our listeners want to give us, we're always welcome to. So, yeah, don't get nervous. Don't get scared next week when you don't see an episode pop up. It's going to be all right. You're going to get one the next week. That's November 13th. So, mark it down. Don't get scared. 13th, Friday. (laughs) 13th. It's hard to forget. Yeah, I got lots of ideas, so don't worry. Me too. For, you know, the three of you out there... Don't worry. <laughs> you will sleep well tonight. <laughs> we got it handled. All right. Let's do it. Um, we're hopping in. We're about 46 minutes into the film. Um, as you all know, the credits roll in the middle of the film, in case they popped up and you're wondering what the fuck is this. Um, they're the credits. <laughs> Yeah, also I will mention that the credits are kind of dope how they do it. It's like kind of like a like a you know, staircase, a windy staircase. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's super long and this song is in English if I'm not mistaken. You might be. Really? No, I don't know. I don't have the sound on. No, cuz like any good watcher I watch to the very end. Well, I mean, I fast forwarded to see how long I'd have to wait and then I no, I think you're correct. It is in English, and the song later in the film is also in English, which is nice. We'll no doubt, no doubt, talk about that. Yeah. So for all you lamos that don't listen to the beginning song, you better listen to the ending song. It's worth. Yeah. It. Although I do miss the intro song. I don't get hyped. I I agree. It is. It always did get you in the zone. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so we start right off again. Just a reminder at minute. I'm at. 46 minutes, 56 seconds. We start off with Ray and Gendo um, in Terminal Dogma together. Um, Gendo's explaining how he's already one with Adam, and through the Forbidden Union of Adam and Lilith, he will be uh, reunited with Yui. Um, Ray responds appropriately by her arm falling off <laughs> um, n- nonchalantly. <laughs> Just, like, you know, just parts <laughs> falling off. Yeah, like, I appreciate um, you want to see your wife again, but I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, like, literally falling apart. <laughs> and Gendo says, you're, we're running out of time. Your AT field can't maintain your form. So, I mean, I don't know, it doesn't sound too great. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. Now, our, we're, we're assuming this is Ray 3 now. Yes. That we're with. Right. So we as we've spoken about before, you know, she's she's learned some things through her two other rays. So this is this is a different ray that we're seeing. Also, next scene, he's got his gloves off, like deliberately gloves off, which I don't know if that is like a symbol of something. But we've you know, is getting ready, Um, as you know, from episode 24. Four, I think, when we see um, the embryo of Adam in his palm. Right. He has his gloves off because he's getting ready to just Kalima Ray. 
with the embryo. Excellent reference. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is it uh, always right there? Like, is it? I mean, it's there for women, but like, is that where her heart is supposed to be? Is that I don't know, man. Why, why he goes right at that, or maybe he's feeling around for something? <laughs> I don't know. Like, where'd I leave my my wrench? I don't know. Where'd I put my keys? Are they in there? I can't find Damn. them anywhere. Where's my cell phone? <laughs> no cell phones back then. Um, Although they know. do use them in the in this series, though, don't they? No, like the big, like like yeah, the big the brick ones with like yeah. the antenna. Yeah. So you know, there's no need to stay in bodies anymore. We're gonna unite all souls into one. Um, so, and then you're gonna take me to Yui. That's how it's gonna go down. And Ray is seemingly like chill. Uh huh. Cool, cool, tight, tight. Um, I'll do that. Um, so she lets down her AT field enough so that he can creepily force his palm inside of her with the embryo of Adam in his palm, essentially joining uh, the soul of Lilith with the body of Adam. And Gendo's like, all is going to plan. Fantastic. And then Ray is like, Reverse Uno card, psych, <laughs> puts that AT field back up, chops off Gendo's hand, retains Adam within her. I mean, savage. Like I said, she's learned some things along the way here. Yeah. Did I skip? Yep. Cool. Um... Nobody will notice. <laughs> Nobody's been paying attention to this. <laughs> Somebody's got some editing to do. <laughs> ah, it's fine. We all know what's going to happen. Yeah, we do. But, yeah. You'd think after 30-some-odd episodes, I'd really get it down. Um, but it's reassuring to those of you who have tried and failed that that's not the case. I'm still making mistakes. Look at um, it. You're just, you're just looking forward to getting to that part. I, I it really is, am. It is a seriously dope part like because i mean she's doing what we've wanted her to do or somebody to do for this whole friggin series so yeah i can understand the excitement of wanting to get there but let's not forget our boy shinji <laughs> yes shinji is um losing it he's right where we left him before the credits yeah um in a swirling hurricane of destruction um he sees what they've done to asuka and Unit 2, not attractive. No. And I, I also want to point out that um, it seems like throughout this, and you know, I'm assuming everybody's watched it, obviously, if you're paying attention, um, that the eye seems to be a big theme throughout this you know we see the big eye open on the Ava we see Shinji's eyes open we, there's a lot of symbolism there and I'm not sure you know how you guys feel about that but I've just picked up on that in the however many times I've watched this now I think maybe the animators think that they're really good at drawing eyes and hands and hey. just like to flaunt that ability as much as they can well guys I and gals you're killing it as far as I'm concerned because I got you. I noticed you. I feel you. I'm with you. So after that, um, Shinji effectively loses it. Um, Unit 1 breaks its restraints again <laughs> after they just put them on again. Yeah. It forms four wings 
in a cross shaped, and it seemingly calls the Spear of Longinus to itself. Um, and it just comes rippling through the atmosphere, nearly um, puncturing everyone's neck. Yeah, and like I, I also noticed too that it goes in backwards. Like, you know how we're typically using the spear? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like the two, you want the two to go in. Um, you know, ideally like eye and heart, because it seems like that's the distance they are apart. But it go, it's going in the other way, which I thought was interesting. Because when it went into Asuka, it looked like it went spears first and then skinny part. Yeah, I think this is literally like calling it to it, to him, like Thor's hammer Aha! Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. That then that would make sense. See? Glad I asked. So Zila is having a monolith party. <laughs> They're very excited to return the Ava series to their original form. Um, they're really happy that, you know, the true form, which brings gospel to humanity, they get religious here. Um, with death and prayer in equal measure, return man to his true form. Amen. Only then will our souls know peace. Give us our bread. You know, this is my new grace. I'm going to recite this. <laughs> before this is your I new, eat dinner. Your yes. new mantra. <laughs> Who would like to say grace tonight? Thank you, hand in hand. Return the Ava series to the original form, the true form which brings the gospel to humanity, with death and prayer in equal measure. Return man to his true form. Only then where our souls know peace. Amen. <laughs> um, I gotta say that one of the things that um, kind of stuck out to me was the in unison prayer, because that's how church works. Like, I remember just, like, sitting there listening to a bunch of people, like, mindlessly chant the shit that they didn't even really think about anymore and so uh, that kind of pulled that religion aspect in and so like collectively they're they're like it's almost like they're like conjuring this shit up to happen so i don't know i thought that was kind of hell yeah a little religious on this. throwback yeah i mean this is like the rapture for them right oh yeah this is judgment day <laughs> <laughs> bitches beware and so they put down the order and the mass production mass production Mass-produced Avas, they uh, crucify Ava One. Um, they bite down its wings and they're hauling its ass up into the sky to prepare. Gotta get, gotta get the show on the road. Yeah, um, I, everything about this has a lot of religious overtones, and uh, uh, throughout the whole series, I just wanted to throw in a little factoid too. Just curious, um, <laughs> <laughs> little factoid about. Catholicism in Japan. Only one percent of the population in Japan is are practicing some sort of Christianity, whether it be Protestantism, Catholic, Roman Catholic, um, whatever form you want to take. Which I mean, we've said before that this is a very niche type of show. So this absolutely proves that point that you know one percent of the whole population practices that religion. So there you go. Now you're a little bit smarter. Do you happen to know what percent practices Shintoism? Uh, the other 99. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the exact percentage, but I do know that that is like the unofficial official religion of Japan. All that right. much I do know. All right. Thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the more you know. <laughs> All right, so they're going to use Ava 1 as their sacrificial medium. Um, you can see the, like, puncture wounds on Shinji's hand yeah. um, in there. You know, so, like, ow. Yep. Uh, Which, Zeus. again, is a throwback to Jesus on the cross and the stigmata, because I, I believe they do use that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually what those things are called. Um, they're from the nail marks on the cross. They have been branded upon <laughs> Evo Unit 1. And yep. they're now going to resurrect the central tree. <laughs> um, and- Which I think is just the Sephirotic Tree of Life. Just another word for it. Yes. So, like, essentially, Shinji is no longer in the Ava. It's just kind of him being guided up there by the mass-produced. Yeah, he's, like, in the Ava, but he's, like, not controlling it right now. Right, right. He's just chilling. He's just in a roller coaster cart. He's in a Ferris wheel cart waiting while other people load on the Ferris wheel, (laughs) and he's just at the top just sitting there. Just just waiting for it to start again. (laughs) Just swinging back and forth. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are wondering what the heck is the Sephirotic tree, um, you can go back to episode one where we talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you've got this far, what's going back to to episode one again? Who knows? Yeah. The Sephirotic tree of life. It's cool stuff. Good stuff. Um, Yeah. Trees are good. You could probably deduce what it's involved with. Hint, I think it's Cabal. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler! (laughs) So, the mass-produced Avas start overloading their S2 drives to create an anti-AT field. Um, They get these cool little rainbowy, shimmery circles around them. Mm -hmm. That's pretty neat. Indeed. And, you know, the people at Command Center just having a field day with these readings. <laughs> the same readings as 15 years ago. <laughs> I mean, everything's off the charts. Everything is just going bonkers. Using so many words we don't know. It's like, yeah, we get it. The, I'm the, surprised they don't have an animation that says the same as 15 years ago, just flashing <laughs> in their face. <laughs> 15 years ago, 15 years ago. <laughs> so, you know, we get told that, you know, we're leading up to the third impact. Um, cool, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and... Third time's a charm, right? Soldiers on the ground, which are, I believe, J-S-S-D-F soldiers, which I will give you that one again if you don't remember. That's uh, Japan's Strategic Self-Defense Force. It's like their military. Um, they're like, guess we failed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well... (laughs) Fuck this. Let's yeah. just pack up and go home. Clearly they weren't given the entire scope of the operation here. <laughs> and they thought all we have to do is kill some pilots, take some robots, <laughs> go home, have a nice home-cooked meal. No. <laughs> Not today, fellas. Not today. Nope. Um, so as they overload their S2 drives, there's a big old shockwave explosion. Um, fairly large. Large yeah, enough we're to up purple scouts. Yeah. We um basically unearth 
a large new continent. <laughs> yeah. Here we go, guys. Get ready. <laughs> um, and we see, I believe, um, a large purplish black sphere half protruding out of the ground. Right. I'd concur with that, yes. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Tight, tight. Just making sure. Uh, Zila reassures us that their purification is beginning. Um, and you know what? It's a cool idea. We're going to return the Geofront to its true form. So, And we get a super cool shot, two really cool shots. One of the little hole in the top of the Geofront where we can see the lake below and what we know is the Geofront. And then we get an even cooler shot of this huge explosion that exposed the entirety of, or like half of the Black Moon, which we are calling it, because um, that's what it's called. Um, and it's just massive. Yes. It's a big circle. A ginormous circle. It looks kind of like an eye. Yeah, it does kind of look like an eye. Mrs. Looking for Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I spy uh, with self-fulfilling prophecy eye. over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is indeed what I said before. This is the black moon. Um, when we talked about Adam in Antarctica, they referenced the white moon, um, which we will talk about furthermore in our No Holds Barred episode two weeks from now. Um, but some synonyms for the black moon: Lilith's egg, origin of life, yada yada yada. Nothing important. Essentially the beginning. Yes. Right? Essentially, if you're alive, you came from it. <laughs> there we go. Um, and I guess that Fiutsuki is not too mm, inclined to the idea of returning to the Black Moon. But he says, you know what? It's up to Lilith. You know, that's out of it's my hand. his hands. Out of his hands. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just a small cog in this great machine. It's out of my hands for now. Mm-hmm. Now we get back to Gendo and Ray. <laughs> Here we go. Finally. Finally. And that's when she cuts off his arm and looks up and says, I'm not your doll, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, by the way, AT Field, perfectly fine. Resurrects arm. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> Well, it might have been, too, like, I thought, too, like, maybe her taking his arm manifested her arm to start growing. I didn't know. But either way, the fact that she hacks that thing off is fucking great. Like, get your hand out of my uterus, you dick. Yeah. I know. I think about it. She probably gets the arm back either because she's part Lilith or because she has Adam within her now and can do that because Adam's an angel. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But either way, boss move. Yeah, and it's also as she grows this arm and as things like grow out of this, it, it, it looks like cellulite that just automatically turns into like <laughs> human arm. I wish that happened in real life. I know. My God, man, gotta make a new <laughs> leg today. Yeah, maybe I'll just get taller. So she floats off to join Lilith. Gendo is. Not too happy about this tragic turn of events. Yeah, and, and she also um, senses or, or calls out for Shinji, too. Um, and here's where the the script gets flipped on gloves, where he's the one that seems to sound desperate now. Like, he doesn't want Ray gone. He wants to, you know, 
fulfill what he's wanted to do and reunite with Yui, and she's fucking it all up. Yeah, she is fucking it all up. What the hell, Ray? <laughs> but, yeah, she said no. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, she floats on up. You know, Shinji's calling her. She's got, you know, duty calls. She's got people to attend to. Yeah. Um, she says, I'm home. I am home. And she... Boom. Ew, it's almost like a mouth that comes out and like sucks her in. <laughs> it's kind of cool. And, uh, now she turns into this Save Puff Marshmallow Man and hops on that cross as Lilith. So I'm going to try to just... In this form, I'm just going to call it Lilith. And then as we go on, I'll expand upon that. But for now, instead of saying Ray. I'm just going to say Lilith, just for okay. clarification. <clears throat> so we, big old we can call splash. her we can call her Lily Ray. <laughs> yeah, big old splash splash zone in the LCL. Um, that stupid Zila mask plops off. Let's get that sh- shit out of here. Also, Probably I love how it's that. like this like tidal wave of stuff. And only like a sprinkling onto gloves. Like he just gets a little mist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he sees this ginormous wave. Like what the fuck? He's man? on the made the made of the mist LCL <laughs> like edition <laughs> with no pot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is dope how she morphs. It, it's really, really cool. Um. So she. Then Lilith turns into a more ray-like shape and starts rising. And commands at her, like, there's an angel. No, it's a human. And then Ray just, like, pops out of her, like, don't mind me. Just float through. (laughs) Just waking myself up. Yeah. A little nappy. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Here I come, Shinji. Yep. And, uh, like, hands come through the floor. It's really cool. Like, I mean, everybody around there is, you know, shit in their pants. But, I mean, I from the outside looking in, it looks pretty awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if she did this on purpose, but as she pops out of the clouds, her eyes look like black holes of death. <laughs> um, Fair. And Shinji is <laughs> freaking out, understandably. Yeah, I mean, that's par for the course there, boy. And she's, like holding him almost but then we pop back to Zila and their monoliths and I believe this is when yes okay so they say that the third tribulation is now at hand and we're going to do some synchronized sky dancing with the mass produced Avas here um, they make this weird little symbol, which is like two diamond shapes with one in the middle, and there's like lines flown all over, and it's brightly colored and it's cool looking. But I could not get anything on that symbol. So, yeah, we 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 didn't, and so we look to our listeners. Does anybody have any ideas as to what that could be? You let us know. Remember where to find us. Where's that, where? Nick? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so glad you asked. It's at Tumblr. Full Impact Podcast at gmail.com. Not Tumblr? Okay. <laughs> now we're done with that. Okay. 
So the mass-produced Avas start to fuse to Ray, um, and seeing as they are already disgusting, um, I think see, Shinji seeing the bloody mess of these Avas mixed with imagery of Ray um, compiled. Mate, is that right? Compounded. Yeah. Compounded with um, Asuka's death. Um, just kind of, you know, shifts things in the next gear for him. Yeah, I think it's kind of like melding different images in his mind. Yeah, his uh, psychograph looks like, you know, a two-year-old's crayon drawing. Just scribbles. He's not living his best life. No, no. He's definitely all over the board right now. <laughs> um, and they say that his ego is going, he's going to lose it. So this is this is what happened um, when he became stuck in the Eva versus Black Hole Sun. Um, his ego boundary is lost, and that's essentially what's about to happen again. Um, and, like, also that's when, like, the core of the Eva kind of protrudes out, you know? It's like they're... They're him G unit is on the same wavelength here, but their wavelength is just straight madness and <laughs> not really knowing what to do. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at the imagery too, it's like it's just kind of suspended in midair with the core just like almost like a Pez dispenser, or like its head flipped open and like just the core out there chilling. Yeah, chilling. Chillin so like then. I think in an effort to put Shinji more at ease, the Lilith body takes the form of Kaoru. And this is where some theories can be thrown out. First one is that this is simply Ray slash Lilith um, creating an image of Kaoru um, just for the sake of helping Shinji. You could say that because... Um, she has the body of Adam. That that's how she's able to produce this image. You could also say that post Kaoru's death, his soul, um, instead of going back to wherever the angels' souls go to, um, it joined with Lilith or joined with Ray. And so when they joined with Lilith and also got the body of Adam, that's why we kind of have both Ray and Kaoru at the same time here. Uh, but you can you know, just pick pick a card, any card. <laughs> um, which one do you think? <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, I kind of. I'm. I'm gonna pick the card of <laughs> uh, their melding together. I also think it's a little slice of yeah, putting Shinji at ease. Like that was when he felt most seen and loved was by Casanova. So you know, to kind of ease him into this. Um, he, you know, the, the whole Ray morph and then him, I think it's all that just to kind of make him feel better, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it would have worked, but things are going downhill. <laughs> Fast. <laughs> so the Spear of Longinus comes in contact with Unit 1's core and Futsuki explains to us that having the fruit of life now and the fruit of knowledge, which we will cover more in depth in our No Holds Barred episode, um, and the spirit that it is essentially a god now and 
Thus, it will return into the form of the Tree of Life, the proto-embryo. And we get this cool, weird-looking, like, nerve tree thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kind of like the Spear of Longinus, the, the way it's twisted. Yes. So, um, yeah, we need it. You need everything. And we got the spear back. And now the spear looks like a really intricately made licorice uh, <laughs> statue. You could maybe find it on Willy Wonka's chocolate um, factory somewhere. And if you're thinking, oh, yeah, it could be a red vine. Wrong. It's a Twizzler. Yeah, because red vines are terrible. Yes. And I will go on the record and say that. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. So we now understand. Now, this is, in terms of timeline, still episode 25 of um, the TV series, pre-instrumentality project, but still that, like, very weird self-reflective portion of the show. That's what we're getting into now. Um, and also why we're wondering why did it seem like Shinji's thoughts and feelings on the world were so important? Well, because the fate of the world depends on what this little boy decides. According to number two, yeah. The fate is in Ikari's son's hands. Yeah, he has a oh. name. It's Shinji. <laughs> <laughs> you ass. Except for, oh shit, our fate is in the hands of Shinji. Blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> to not be continued. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't stand by. So I think we get a little glimpse into Shinji's psyche here. We have this blurred um, playground setting with a sand box, a swing that is swinging with no one on it, very Conjuring-esque, and the sun setting behind him. Baby Shinji, um, without his striped shirt, he's just wearing a regular little shirt now, is looking at a destroyed sand sculpture of the Nerf Pyramid. Ah, that's what it was. Alright. Hey. He also has two very creepy dolls next to him. Yeah, super creepy, but I guess... Oh. Yeah, and also Mom's there. Hey, Mom. Hey, Mom. Just watching back there. Hi, Mama and Bear. I think this is essentially just a metaphor for exactly what's going on here. Um, the sandbox and the pyramid is the world. The dolls are Ray and Kaora, I think overseeing what's happening but not interfering at all just there observing almost mm -hmm. and also his mom since his mom is in unit one is also there also observing um from afar but everything that happens is up to him also i think we see a stage and some lights um to kind of bring that symbolism of you know like you're on a stage, especially when you're thinking about things that are happening to you. It's like the play of your life. Um, so maybe that's what they were getting at with that. I could be wrong, but yeah, that's... it also made me think of the um, like orchestra scene in the recap movie when they were on stage. Yes, yes, yes. It also made me think of that Shakespeare quote that's like the whole world's a stage or something like that. Yes, is that Shakespeare? Probably. You're probably. I don't, I don't know. 
If you want to talk for a minute, I could <laughs> give that a little look-see real quick. Yeah, all the world's a stage. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, uh, like, lights, um, like, stage lights that are near where the playground is. So, yeah, I think this is all a throwback to maybe... Um, you know, when they were in that auditorium type thing and it's like like the like the play of your life. Because I think one of the hosts of this show might have mentioned that this was kinda like a play happening here, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe I'll have I to listen. Know. I don't know, but that host sounds pretty cool. And I bet. <laughs> I mean it, it made an impact on me. <laughs> might say you made a full impact. <laughs> Excellent. All right, and I'm fired. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My producer's telling me to cut that shit out. (laughs) Um, By the way, yes, that is Shakespeare's. Yeah, okay. I I knew. I knew. (sighs) You can't see me, but I'm bowing, folks, (laughs) for my infinite wealth of knowledge. I'm, I'm giving you the golf clap. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So Shinji repairs this pyramid. The sand pyramid here. Um, just to stomp it again. <laughs> and that seems very... Is the right word allegorical for his life? Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also think too that um, if we're thinking about like Shinji as a kid and if this is where he is right now, and yes, I, I do agree that it is symbolic of his life going forward. But I mean, lots of kids, if you think about it, if you spend any time with them, which I haven't, well, thanks, totally, but um, they like knocking things down and building it back up, knocking it down and building it back up. And I think maybe that's Shinji's been knocked down and built back up a couple different times throughout this series. So it could also be on a positive note too. It doesn't necessarily have to be sad Shinji. We could be talking about, you know, sometimes things crumble, but we build them back up. Hmm. I take it as him in a never ending self-destructive cycle. Which is <laughs> <that> he likes <laughs> tomato, tomato, really. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Like with each with each step that he takes throughout this whole journey, I feel like he is being broken down, and and he's got to be built back up, be it by someone else most of the time. And that's you know kind of what we've learned is that he needs that build back up from other people, whereas you know other people are able to just build themselves. And I don't know. That's. That's my yeah. more positive spin on it, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Try to bring a little positivity here. So I, according to my notes, which anyone who knows me knows that they are not particularly organized. Um, I'm an artist, so they just fly off the cuff, you know. <laughs> We're more of a fly by the seat of your pants, kind of. Um, I don't want anyone finding this and being able to know what it says. You know, I'm very cryptic. (laughs) Uh, There's a quote. um, I think Ritsko says it, but I might be mistaken. And it says, truth tends to go hand in hand with pain. So we have to learn to endure it. And uh, I just like that. Yeah, wise words from Labcoat. Then 
this is where we really get into episode 25 stuff that we've pretty much already seen before. Um, but just really just almost covering it again in very slightly different ways. Um, for instance, we have Misato and Kaji in bed with Shinji disapprovingly looking on. Bit with, creepy. I'm yeah. Lie, he's got creepy. the necklace in his hand. Yeah. I know he's disapproving and not supposed to be there, but, you know, maybe he's just the voyeur and a total creep. Who knows? Well, and also, Miss M made a point of saying that there are sides of her that she wouldn't want other people to see. Case in point, right now, would be a time where she probably wouldn't want a whole lot of people there. (laughs) Right, right, right. But as we examine the Misato within Shinji, these... Walls and secrets are unfolded. Yes. And we get this like montage of snip snap scenes between Asuka and Misato um, and them talking to Shinji. But then we get this scene with Asuka and Shinji, I believe, um, where she yells at him about not knowing anything about her. And he retorts saying that how could he? She doesn't talk to him. And then Ray, you know, seemingly from nowhere is like, did you try though? <laughs> <laughs> like every good reassuring girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Are you sure and he she's tried? Like, she's like, uh, yeah, I tried. Duh. <laughs> uh, what do you think I've been yeah. doing? Asuka's like, I know you jerk off to me. <laughs> like... I'm like, um, have you seen those Japanese walls? They're not, they're pretty thin, Shinji. Yep. We're, unfortunately, everybody knows what you're up to there, homie. Yeah, Mr. 14-year-old perv boy. I mean, you're gross. You're yeah. suspect. You're grody. You're nasty. <laughs> you nasty. But yeah, the main takeaway from this is really, if you're watching this scene with the three of them, for them wondering what it means. Um, for sake of time, I would recommend going back and listening to episode 25 <laughs> of our podcast where we spent like an hour or two talking about it. Like a serious amount of time talking about this. Yes, I, I would tend to agree. Um, and until this plays out, you know, oh, yeah. wish I had intermission music, but I don't. <laughs> Like elevator music. I'd sing, but nobody wants to hear that. No, and we end... There's one shot of Shinji at the end of this train that we always see him on. It has the same lighting as the playground that we were just on, too. And normally it's Shinji talking to Rei, or Shinji talking to baby Shinji, or Shinji and Rei talking with Toji in a separate car. But this time it's Shinji in the corner with Misato, Asuka, and Rei on looking him as he kind of cowers in, I think, both fear of himself, shame, and also maybe somewhat fear of what he's just learned about some of the others, just kind of everything on top of each other. And then we get the scene. <laughs> D, the scene. The scene, which um, anyone who follows like any Evangelion uh, pages or anything on like Instagram or something, like the amount of memes that have come out of the scene 
is astronomical. <laughs> so Shinji and I love, we have this weird camera angle again. And Shinji coming into the kitchen of Misato's apartment. Asuka's at the table, um, slunched over. And just like he was asking her for help um, in her hospital bed, he's now begging for her help here. But this time, unlike the coma, she is conscious and able to fight back. Also, Shinji's wearing a pinkish red shirt and not a white shirt. I don't know if that's important, but it's something to pay attention to. You know what? It's freaking important because you know what? It sounds cool if it is. That's right. (laughs) I liked your it's cool voice. So she starts yelling at him and essentially he says that or she says that she's using her and that he's scared of everyone. She's scared of Misato and her his dad and Ray, and so that he's coming to her because she's the easiest option, and that she's never been there for him, and he's just being selfish, and, you know, he acts like he's the only one in this world, like, everything revolves around him, he's the only one with problems or things to concern himself with, and yet he can't even bring himself to like himself, and then she accuses him of never really loving anyone. And that was paraphrased. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, but a, a great... It, it, yes. And um, it's difficult to love anyone else if you don't love yourself. And again, we've we've kind of beat this to death. It, you know, go back and listen to a few episodes ago. But it, you're really incapable of really deeply loving anybody if you don't know how to love yourself. Because that's the only person you really should love as we've come to find out. So yeah, she's pissed off at him and you know, rightly so. Yeah. And she's rejecting him and he's losing it essentially. (laughs) Yep. And he strangles her. Yeah. Well, let's do. Yeah. Well, first, right. She throws him into the coffee, which what a waste of good coffee. First of all, I mean, well, first of all, it's Misato. It's probably not that great. (laughs) the coffee pot probably hasn't been washed in like years but even still we lost a pot and that breaks my heart uh we did get a little pen pen visit as well yeah he's Uh, like why am i involved in this yeah hypothetical right i thought you bitches left like a long time ago like i thought i was here by myself (laughs) but yeah and then shinji starts freaking the fuck out he sure Oh, yes, yes, and she and you know Oscar just kind of stands there staring at him and just yeah loses it. Yes, and there are some wonky animations after this. Also, really strange music. It, it looked like at the start of a music video, like. I don't know, like an 80s music video to me. Like, just the, the song in the background, the way it was all happening, it just, it was crazy. Like, Guns N' Roses totally could have done this as a video. Um, but that shot, if anyone's wondering where the memes come from, it is the shot of Asuka looking down upon Shinji saying, pathetic. And it's everywhere. <laughs> And it's so funny out of context. And then when you watch this scene, it's not funny at no, all. No, it's not even close to being funny. <laughs> yeah. Context is everything. 
So following this, things just start happening. Um, the Black Moon starts rising. The Chamber of Guff open, um, which has it's like a holding place for souls, basically. Chamber of Souls, Soul Chamber, Soul Chest. Uh, that used to be known as Soul Receptacle. Uh, <laughs> purgatory is a thing. I don't know if we discussed this on any episode. Is it though? Do you have proof? I don't. I don't have proof. The the legend has it <laughs> that purgatory is the place that souls go to if you're not worthy enough to get into heaven, but you're not super terrible where you go to hell. You're like in like a holding cell. And so the people that are on earth have to pray for your soul out of purgatory. So that yeah. go each way. Yeah. Right one. Um, or you can stay there forever. I think true. Isn't it like, if I'm not mistaken, that for instance, people who say in foreign countries who never receive the word of Christ automatically go to purgatory or something like that. Um, yeah. Baptized or something like that. Or... The Christians have a lot of rules and like all the different, um, you know, denominations have their own rules to let shit skate by. Like I like to call them cafeteria Catholics. <laughs> they like pick and choose which parts of the religion they're going to be chill with. So, you know, but if you've ever wondered, you know, what would happen if I never learned about Jesus? No, no one ever told me. Um, I think that's where they think you would go is purgatory. Probably. Not going to heaven. That's for right. damn sure. <laughs> because it's certainly not your fault that you were just never introduced to it. It's just. Yeah. <sighs> All right. All right. <laughs> Feels like you're gearing up for something big here. So, Ray Lilith is massive now. She is cradling the Black Moon. Um, and as everything's amping up, this AT field, anti-AT field is getting stronger and stronger. As I said, the gates of Guff are open. Um, and so, this is where it happens. Starts to go down. Um, and this is where um, I haven't had it yet because I haven't had the chance. But if you want to have my version of an Evangelion themed dinner, <laughs> you need a cup of noodles with Japanese curry because that's what Misato eats, and then a bottle of orange Fanta. <laughs> no beer? I guess There's you could do beer. beer in there. I guess, but right. definitely orange Fanta. Okay, well, yeah, in the mix, definitely. So orange Fanta can... mixed with sake. <laughs> oh God, I don't know what that would taste like, but it can't be good. So this is where we get everyone dying, um, and there's a lot to say about this. For one, everyone sees Ray before they die. She's like an omen of death. Um, and you know who saw Ray in the first episode, right before he was about to get whacked by the angel? Shinji. 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 Um, 
so that's why she popped up. I think it's because if he had stayed there and Misato hadn't come, he was about to die. Um, Dang. I mean, let that sink in, peeps. Because at the time, it seemed innocuous, you know, like that that was happening. It just, oh, why is this weirdo girl creeping in around here? But turns out it was more ominous than we thought it was. Yeah. So everybody seems to see who they find most comforting, I think. Um, before they die, before they go into Orange Fanta all over the floor. Splat was the word that I used. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. So Misato's um, lackey, Makoto Hiyuga, he sees Misato naturally. Um, Shigeru Aoba, long-haired dude, doesn't see anybody. Poor soul. I guess his I guitar like... can't manifest itself. <laughs> he already kind of like knew what was up like he seemed to be the one like extraneous character that had the most information so maybe he was just like peace out i already knew what was gonna happen like Like, i've never learned to love so yeah so i'm good i'll just i'll just splat myself um maya abuki sees ritsuko naturally um and (laughs) ritsuko like tbd types (laughs) a little (laughs) message real quick just to be super dramatic um before um Embracing her and splatting, as you coined. Um, she wrote, I need you on the uh, computer, which is one of the titles of this episode. So, you know, nice little nod. Yeah, and, and she also calls her senpai. And so, like, I think the fact that she called her teacher and the teacher said, I need you, it's almost like the the student becoming the teacher, maybe. Um, I don't know. That, I thought that was kind of a sweet moment. Student becoming the teacher, splat. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. Um, all the Zila people, splat. Finally. Took long enough. About time on that one. And then we get to our main man, Gendo Akari, sprawled out on the floor. Yeah. Waiting to meet his lady love. Yep. And there she pops up. Yeah. You know, at last we meet again. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know, by the way, um, if even if I had been with Shinji, I would have just heard him. So that's why I kept him away. Um, also, I don't believe that I could ever love anyone else, and I don't think I deserve love either. Hmm. Okay, then. Um, essentially, Gendo is a much meaner Shinji <laughs> with a lot more uh, resources. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Christian Bale would be a good choice to play the live-action version of Gendo. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I just, for some reason, that just flashed in my mind as I was watching this. Also, his voice, you know, that like raspy Batman ish type, yeah. type voice. Christian Bale as Gendo. And did, not, who did, I, did I do Hugh Laurie as Fugitsky? Oh, I, no. I, or did I, who did I place Hugh Laurie as? I thought it was Fugitsky. That's a good, that's an excellent, excellent casting call, I would say. Um, but yeah, no, and, and, um, yeah. He's like a giant Shinji. And really, if you think about it, you know, fathers and sons. <laughs> Say no more. Yeah. And, you know, normally, as per everyone else, he would splat and turn into Fanta. But he gets a special treatment. 
Um, he gets his head bitten off by a huge demonic unit one <laughs> and does not turn into Fanta. <laughs> I mean, can we say he kind of had it coming? I think it's fair. I would say so. I like Ray's brand of justice, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Uh, she's still here, folks. She just keeps blowing her nose. <laughs> well, nobody wants to hear that on air, do they? <laughs> I don't know about this whole camera thing. It's blowing up my spot. I, well, normally I'd be like, hello, are you still there? <laughs> I'd be like, did I say something? <laughs> but now I know that you're just blowing your <laughs> nostrils all over the place. Oh, now our, our whole listenership knows, too. So now you guys are in on the secret. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So after um, fusing with Ray, the mass-produced Avas plunge the spears into their cores, um, which effectively releases a massive anti-AT field that encompasses the globe, um, killing everybody and turning them all into nice, juicy Fanta. <laughs> Splatty Fanta. And then we're just gonna collect all those souls. Yeah. I didn't know if like the red and green was like a Christmas themed colors. I don't know, but I like I like the crosses. Yes. They are cool. Also, Ray Lilith has some wicked wings that she is sprouted. Very like mutated bat like wings. Um, and, you know, just to put the cherry on top, finally, Ava One comes in contact with Bray Lilith in his little Spear of Longinus tree thing, and bloop, goes inside of her, just like everybody else. <laughs> and this is where we would get episode 26 of the TV series. This is where everyone's melding together, and we have instrumentality. Um, with everybody, but obviously in the TV series, we only follow it with Shinji since he is the VIP of this event. Truth. Um, but yeah, so instrumentality has begun. Yay! Yay! Only <laughs> 15 years running. <laughs> <laughs> Third time being a charm. Yeah! Um, we got a bunch of flashes of different images. Um, that are just super fast. It's just too many for to recount. They're yeah, very... it's just one of those like trippy. We're gonna throw all of our animation, everything that hit the floor. We're just gonna throw at you right now. Yippers! <laughs> but it seems to be a lot of like uh, anti Shinji stuff being voiced over here too. Um, you know, all these terrible things about him, right? Yeah, well, I think it's just following again what happened in 26 where there, you know, Shinji is on his self-loathing rampage where he thinks that everyone hates him and they're trying to tell him that he only thinks that, not everybody is like him, um, blah, blah, blah. And this is just another approach of telling that in a much equally abstract and, you know, surprisingly and impressively um, less easy way of understanding it. Fair enough. They really outdid themselves. <laughs> they Thought sure if you, did. If you didn't get it the first time, well, you're definitely not going to get it 
now we're rapid firing it at you. So good luck. And, you know, we get these nice little lines, you know, about, you know, if you hate it so much, like you can run away. If you want relief, you can have it. If you want to be with me, you can. Don't you want to be with me in body and soul? Hello. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Did that feel nice? Come on. No brainer here, kid. And that's when we get the image of an empty movie theater. A real-life empty movie theater. And we get some water. It's very nice. And we just, just get, like, real-world images. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was kind of neat. Get some phone lines. You get a nice fuzzy little kitty cat. <laughs> <laughs> the, ki- the kitty was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I want to learn more about the kitty cat. <laughs> Yeah, can we go back to that and like just maybe have a spin-off episode? The symbolism on the cat is just <laughs> This is a throwback to the fact that I love cats. <laughs> some people are cats, some people are dogs. You can tell this is an example on the fact that cats are real and that's why he's there. Yeah. We get a real swinging swing with no one on it. Get like a Japanese skyline. It's just like everyday things. Mm-hmm. People walking in crowds. And I think that this is meant to be a jar, not a jar, jarring to us to kind of snap us out of this fantasy world that we've been sucked into for, you know, a half hour now. You know, we're watching this fictional thing, but we're in the real world. And I think it's supposed to snap us back to it. Back to reality. Oh, there goes. <laughs> Dang! Spit it, youngin. Spit right, it. I don't say I don't have the money for the rights. <laughs> True. <laughs> and then we get an image overlaid, um, overlapped on each other, of a theater filled with people. And this is, if I recall correctly, a real. Um, audience who was there to see the recap movie in real life. I wondered about that. Now in End of Evangelion. And if you can tell, they don't look enthralled. And if I'm going to guess, I'm going to say it's because you went to the theater thinking you were going to get End of Evangelion and you got a recap movie instead (laughs) (laughs) with nothing new. It's true. Although it was pretty late in there, so I was wondering if maybe it just hadn't started yet, or maybe it did just end, and that was everybody's reaction. Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> just like, that's it? Yep. That's what I paid this money for? <laughs> yep. Cool. Cool. Good to know. And they get... This is where they start, like, instead of talking about the characters, they start um, almost attacking us, the audience, (laughs) Um, by saying, you know, you're, but they're talking about Shinji, but they're secondhand talking about us. Like, you were avoiding the truth by escaping into a fictional world, which is essentially what we've done for hours and hours and hours over a course of over six months now. True. Um, And on a broader scale, I think it's kind of giving you what we fall into now is that when when, you know, you're depressed or your things aren't going well, you like 
fall into whatever it is you fall into, whether it's, you know, video gaming, social media, there's so many other things that you can just lose yourself in so you can forget about how maybe not so great your own reality is. And they're telling us that we're basically a bunch of boneheads for doing that. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, with Shinji and us, I think the the main thing, and we talked about this with our, our bonus episode when we talked to Andrew Higgins, is that, you know, this idea of, you know, an utaku or someone who's, you know, absorbed into their own little world is that they don't experience real life and they don't make real connections and they don't go out there and they just build walls up and he's kind of attacking his own fan base saying, you know, the people that are obsessed with this show are doing the exact opposite of the message that it's trying to portray. Yeah. I'm uh, guilty, but... I think we all are, but I think maybe it's a smart way of going about it, you know? I mean, it's a very roundabout, intricate way of doing it, Um, but the, the message is there nonetheless. Yeah, and, you know, Shinji tries to be like, you know, isn't uh, this world, isn't this, like, can't this just be my reality? And he's like, no, this is just a substitute for reality. Um, And I think as he begins to make these, I don't, I can't say this with exact certainty, but I think as he begins to get to his conclusion, that's when um, Ray Lilith's neck um, sprouts a leak. And yeah, her karate just pops, sprays blood across the cosmos. Yeah, and I love her face is just like, you know, like a, a comedian just kind of like falls over. Like that's that's how she looked. It was very bizarre. And you know, we have this. I feel like it's a very one-on-one talk between Shinji and Ray, but it's Ray Lilith. You know, it's Ray Lilith, Adam Kawara in one, basically. Um, talking about, you know, this is this world of no boundaries and no shapes and everyone being one, this is what you had wished for, this ambiguous world. You know, this is, you're looking at it. And then he realizes, you know, this isn't, this ain't it, bruh. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. This is not what I had intended now that I'm actually seeing it. Yes. Um, thankfully, um, there's a way out. You know, he says, no, this isn't right. I don't think this is what I want. And she says, if you wish for the existence of others, psychological walls will divide everyone again. The fear of others will begin again. And he's like, it's okay. (laughs) No worries. It's good. I I can do that. And so she, like, pulls her arms out of him and gives her a handshake. And then we move on to another, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Well, like, and, and also, too, like, Miss M's um, necklace, he still has that. And, and we see that a couple times. So, And that's right around the time where he's starting to realize that this isn't really what he wanted, that he, he wants to go back to those human connections. And I think that's a throwback to Miss M, too. Yeah. And definitely, I mean, we see this necklace over and over and over and over again. Right. Um, you know, and he he's sitting again with Ray and just kind of reflecting on things. And, you know, 
kind of reflecting on his past behavior in the way that he had it before. And, you know, Kaur pops up too, you know, like, hey guys, what's up? Um, <laughs> just by the way, here. are you are you chill with AT Fields um, popping up again and you being able to hurt yourself and others again? Just making sure that's cool. <laughs> just double checking everything. Just getting our ducks in a row here. Yeah. Um, and she's like, yeah, uh, no problem. And, but she's like, but what are you guys? Like, what are you doing here, basically? And they really relay on to him that they are hope within him. Um, hope that people might understand one another. And the words, I love you, or to love someone. And Shinji's like, love? <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's a fake concept. I call also bullshit prayer. on that. <laughs> I'm always betrayed. This sucks. They abandoned me. But he's like, but on the other hand, I want to see people one more time. You make this nice shot of everybody. Like a class photo. I love it. Yeah. It looks. It was cute. Everybody, Pen Pen, Misato, <laughs> Kaji. And everybody's yeah. making their fun party face. Mm-hmm. The lackeys. Yeah. And so, you know, Shinji's really going in the right direction here. And he wants there to be people. And this is when Ava One busts out of that eye like a boss. <laughs> Looking dope. Yep. And again, with the eyes, I'm telling you. It's... Somebody yeah. knew how to draw them, and they just gave them full full reins. Yeah, I mean, this whole process has basically been, like, instrumentality in these god powers are a car, and Ray Lilith owns and operates the car, and she's got her foot on the gas pedal. But she's letting Shinji steer it. Um, and he ends up deciding that he does want a world with people in it. And he, you know, just like, this is where I feel like it's really great to watch the end of the TV series and this movie because I love the how he gets to his conclusion in this, in this series and how he talks about it. And I love that buildup of like, you know, maybe I could learn to love myself and then everyone congratulates him. Um, but then I also I want to see it happening, and that's where this comes in. Yep, I agree. So we're gonna smash that black moon, and we're just gonna let everybody come back. Basically, starts bleeding all over Ray Lewis and bursts. <laughs> so we're flipping the switch. Um, what happened? Uh, you know, all the souls are able to just go back if they wish. Just ooh, Christmas cheer. <laughs> and with that, Ray Lilith deteriorates and her head falls off in her arm. <laughs> Our Ray's heads are falling off. <laughs> <laughs> and just his big old head is like. Mm-hmm. Pop. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, the artwork and the the concept of this is is really thoughtful and very well animated and pretty cool, if you ask me. Um, and I think it all kind of comes to a culmination here. And like, yeah, when her head falls off, you even see like her spinal cord detach and like all the tendons and shit. It's pretty pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if a head were to just randomly fall off, I would imagine. And then the spear comes out of unit one. Does a little twisty twist, becomes this almost this like infinity symbol here. We get rid of all the stupid fake spears, none of that BS stuff. This we're is going, name brand. We're going OG on this shit. Mm-hmm. We're done with them. Um, and you know they explain that you know this is indeed if you were wondering while watching anyone can return to their human form if they wish. Um. And I think this is the point where um, we have, like, Yui's lines talking about life and how it can go on. You know, how as long as you have the will to live, we can build a paradise. Opportunities for happiness are everywhere. I, I, I really like that particular saying. I, I, I wrote it down because I didn't want to forget to mention it. Like, I, I think that is a somewhat optimistic view, too. That instead of, you know, thinking of everything as being negative, there they could be opportunities. And some you miss and some you get. Um, so I don't know. I just liked that. Not uh, fair. It's a good one. It's definitely a good one. That is tattoo worthy. <laughs> it's hopeful. It's, it's a hopeful statement, um, you know, that it, it may not be for sure, but there's always an opportunity there. They're everywhere. Um, and this is where Shinji says goodbye to his mom. And, you know, she asks him if he'll be okay. And he says, you know, I still have no idea where to find happiness, but I'll stay here and I'll keep thinking. And, you know, that's all you can do, I guess. Keep trying. Day by and day. Just try to just try to be who he is. And you know, he's never gonna see his mom again. <laughs> no, but at the, but he's had this connection and this enlightenment that hopefully will take him through, you know, the rest of his existence. Yeah. And get this nice little throwback of Shinji with young Shinji with Yui. Um, and we get told that, you know, she's not going to die, but she's not going to be there either. Basically, Ava 1 is going to just drift and be there forever as a symbol or a memento of humanity for eternity with that cool little infinity spear just twirling with it just chilling yeah but no proof that humanity had once lived will remain forever so i mean i don't know that's cool (laughs) (laughs) say hi to the hubble (laughs) yeah right (laughs) (laughs) and that's where we get the quote-unquote midpoint title card 
with three minutes and 25 seconds left. <laughs> yeah, it's the end ill, of, ill-timed. Yes, the end of Evangelion. One more final, I need you. In my top three, still, I think. Okay. And then... And that's, that's one of the no-holes-barred topics, I believe, for me. Yeah. Titles, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, so cool. So then, you know, we ask, okay, now what? <laughs> um, and this is where we find out, you know, everything's quiet. Um, Ray stained the moon. Someone's going to have to wash the moon. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Shinji laying on the beach next to Asuka. And this is probably the most easily interpreted scene in that you could interpret it in probably a billion different ways. I'm sure um, it has been. He rolls over. He sees Ray for a moment. And then she's gone. Just like usual. <laughs> um, and then he sees Asuka. This is kind of going in real time. He doesn't move very fast, so... Mm-hmm. And he like he sits up like he doesn't really know where he is, but we saw a, like a post, like a flag post or telephone post that had Miss M's necklace pinned to it, which brings up a bunch of other questions <laughs> <laughs> that aren't answered, nope. like. How long has Shinji been here? Did he put the necklace there? Is that a grave marker for Misato's burial? Because Misato and Ritsuko aren't coming back. Right. Well, actually, I think Ritsuko is. But Misato's not. But I'm not positive. Do we see Ritsuko's clothing? Like, No, she was in there. She's not coming back. Sorry. I was imagining the scene wrong. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, no, she's not. Yeah, everybody's gone. Well, I meant... Like, they don't turn into Fanta, because they were already dead. Correct. They they come as part of the Fanta apparition, but they are not. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so Misato is Dunzo, and so is Rizko. Yeah. And I think Gendo, too, because I think he had special treatment, <laughs> special care. Yeah, he got his head right bit off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he was still standing. <laughs> Nearly. Okay. This gets boring. I'm just going to cut it. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) They move so slow. (laughs) I know. It's that. That dramatic effect. Yeah, it's that dramatic effect. So Shinji gets on Asuka and starts strangling her. Much like the vision that we had seen. And... Asuka doesn't move at all for a moment, react, but then her hand um, tenses up a little bit. And she puts her hand up to Shinji's and caresses the side of his face. And it kind of gives her this look that it's like... To me, it's like... Or at least her her gesture of caressing his face is like... (laughs) It's okay. Oh, really? Okay. I thought it was, like, more of a last-ditch effort to get him to stop. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Like, Oh, okay. Like, you don't have to do this. 
um, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And he starts it. crying when at that gesture and, and crying and crying. Yeah. And, and he crying. lets <laughs> yes, and he lets off. He stops and he's just bawling his eyes out. And that's when you know she looks down at him and says, "Disgusting." And that's it. And that's it. And that's, I mean, there's a bajillion different ways you can go about that. Um, I have a way that I like to think about it, but I don't even think that I'm right. I just enjoy my way the best. <laughs> um, a couple of them. One is that her saying disgusting is kind of like how she just calls him an idiot all the time, always ragging on him, you know? Like, things are, like, almost an ode to normalcy and her being the same old Asuka. Again, Asuka-Shinji relationship here. Like, mm-hmm. things, you know, instead of saying, I love you, it's making fun of him. And that's how she, that's how they interact. Um... Another one is that kind of the same thing, except it's alluding to the fact that she was aware of her surroundings during the hospital scene and knows that she he jacked after her and now she's commenting on it. But not even in a way that she's like super offended, but just like judgmental. Yeah, just like stupid Shinji, like yeah. you're such a perv. Right. Or whatever you know, um, but I guess that's those are both like thinking about like Oscar's point of view almost here. Well, it, it, just to to throw my two cents on that, um, I, I think part of it too is that she may think it's disgusting that she's about to die and idiot Shinji is going to be around. Like it's disgusting that this is how she ends. And this is that she ends up perishing at the hands of idiot Shinji. So I don't know if it, if the disgusting was directed toward him or if it was directed at the situation, I kind of looked at it as the situation, but again, there are many, many ways that you can interpret that. Um, all of, none of which I don't think, I think that's why they do it this way is to kind of leave it open for interpretation. But I kind of thought it was more like, you know, she tried everything she could at the end to, to get it from happening. And then it just does. And she's just pissed. Like, really, this is how it ends. Disgusting. That's kind of how I thought of it. Well, I thought this is what I like to believe here is that Shinji Basically, what I equate it to is that Shinji, during instrumentality, is kind of like him going to therapy, going to a therapist's office. And during the session, he comes to the epiphany that he wants to live and he wants to continue his life and he wants to make things better. And that's great. That's like the hardest step to make. Mm -hmm. But once you leave that therapist's office... Once we're done with instrumentality and you come back to this world and you walk outside, you have to keep that going. And I think Shinji's immediate reaction upon seeing Asuka there is to go back in his old ways where 
he wants everyone to die. And, you know, I don't know if it's him saying, I don't want Oscar to live in this world, that there's nothing here right now, or he hates himself so much he's taking it out on her. But either way, I think he slips. And when Oscar caresses him, she lets him know that it's going to be okay. And that's why he stops. And I think it's, I, I think I just, I take it this way because that's what I like to take from it is that it's him making that second step to keep improving and not reverse all the progress that we just made through instrumentality and everything else. And I know that like, this is certainly not a paradise, but so long as people want to come back, then they can rebuild and it can be better. Yeah, I I think the underlying theme for me is, and this is kind of, is is the underlying theme of choice, that that we all have a choice as to what we want to do with our lives. And I guess instrumentality, to use your comparison as far as therapy goes, yeah, like you can have a lot of like clarity moments, but then you actually have to go out and live it and do it and interact with other people who don't know what's going on in your mind. But you always have a choice of how to handle that. And I think that's the biggest takeaway from, you know, everybody making sure that that's what Shinji wanted because, you know, you know what you're asking for now. So be sure that that's what you want. But you always want to be able to have a choice when you don't, you're, you're limited, you're restricted. You can't ever grow or evolve. If you have a choice, you can. Yeah. And this is the world that he ended up choosing and it's better to live in this world that he's chosen with pain and boundaries than it is to live in that fictional reality where there's nothingness. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't call it a happy ending. I wouldn't call it a sad ending. It's very interpretable, and I would say bittersweet. And I, I guess I like it a lot because I just go back to the like concept of therapy, where it's like it's not just like everything's better now. Like I decided I want to live, so everything's great and happy now. Like things still suck. You have to keep working on it. Yeah, and it'll eventually get better. Yeah, and I, and I think it's 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 a it's a good ending because you know it doesn't wrap up everything in a nice little bow and everything is a happy ending because that's not what reality is. You know, I mean, you are going to get hurt. There is going to be pain. There is going to be turmoil. But there's also happiness, and there's opportunity for happiness everywhere. So you got to be able to have that opportunity. And yeah, I mean, it. I, 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 it's a very strange ending. And for a lot of people who wanted a lot of clarification, you're not going to get it. But if you take the approach of like, we've just been discussing that whatever you take away from it is your personal takeaway. So it's kind of like a choose your own adventure type of ending. And I kind of dig that. Yeah. I feel like it's, it can go so many different ways. You can use it to whatever best benefits you. Word. Um, and you know that I've scoured my little Bibles here, my Chronicles, and they they don't they don't tell you why. They tell you what happens. He says, "Quote: He wrapped his hands around Oscar's neck and began to squeeze, but she merely placed a gentle hand on his cheek without saying a word." And that's the end of the synopsis for 
the movie. <laughs> no explanation. Nothing. Uh, but I guess that's kind of how life is, too, you know? I mean, you got to take from things what you can get and then move on and use the best parts of what those things were. So, yeah. So I guess, in essence, you know, you're the only person that can truly understand yourself. So take care of yourself. Yes. And, but on the other hand, it is important to have connections to other people and to have shared experiences because that's what makes life more fun. More <laughs> or at least not as sad. <laughs> there we go. That's what we're going for. Not as sad. Not as sad. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Well, until next time. Until next time. <laughs>